actions. The goals. The stairs. The set piece. And the debris. And it's taken! Oh, it's a wonderful set piece! Giving you the very best from the Nigerian Professional Football League. A result, not a scoreline. This is the MPFL Tory Podcast. We are live! And welcome to another episode of the MPFL Tory Podcast. It was a beautiful weekend, I so to say, in the match day 33 of the MPFL. And a um, lot, of, lot of drama, a lot of things to talk about at this particular weekend of the MPFL. My name is Chris, welcome. Like I said earlier, I've got two guys with me, Merit and JC. Merit, good to have you. You were with me three weeks ago. Always a pleasure to have you once again. Yeah, it's my pleasure being here and uh, it keeps getting exciting. We're waiting for the league to come to a close, but um, in this final moment, things get crazy and uh, we're loving it. Some of them, sometimes it might not be so good, but um, it's the beautiful game of football. Yeah, it is. One game, no violence, so they say. Uh, but let's see, with the, about five or four games left in the MPFL we have, we get to see no violence before the end of the season. I've got one man from Lafia, um, JC. I go to have you join me all the way from Lafia. How you doing? How is um, Nasarawa doing? Uh, Nasarawa is fine. I'm very, very good. Merit, let's start with Port Harcourt. A lot of drama in Port Harcourt. Um, <clears throat> there were reports that um, Imama, um, the Abia Warriors bench, asked the Abia Warriors players to leave the pitch at some point in time. Uh, let me say it twice um, in, in the game before the game ended. What really, what really went wrong uh, at that point? Well, um... It was a good game on, on the pitch, you know, when, when they played football, it was good. But, you know, this moment happened, especially uh, considering the fact that we're at the tail end of the season. Important points up for grabs. Abia Warriors are in a relegation battle, so they, of course, every point is vital to them. They will take one point. If they can take three points, fine. Uh, I think the Abia Warriors bench at some point felt incensed with the officiating of the, of the match official centre referee and, and assistant referee. The first instance was when... Rivers United were awarded a penalty. No much complaints about the penalty, of course. But when the penalty was taken by Chijo Kakuneto, it was saved by the Abia Warriors goalkeeper. Um, we saw the assistant referee put his flag up for the penalty to be retaken. And I think that's when uh, the Abia Warriors bench got incensed. We saw one of their assistants calling for the players to come off the pitch. Um, some of them were already walking towards the sidelines, uh, Imama intervened in, uh, in that instance, you know, asked them to go back to go play football. They went back, Chijeka Kunetori took that penalty and then he scored. Um, and then when he scored, uh, Abia Warriors, you know, they had to come play football to save their lives. And Rivers United got a fast break and we, it, it was the kind of situation where you could be offside and you can be onside, depending on what angle you're watching from. So, ball comes in from Kazier Eyinaya, finds its way to Chijoke Akuneto, he takes the ball, he scores, puts it back uh, above the goalkeeper. And then, again, uh, the same assistant on the Abia Warriors bench calls for the players to come out, and Imama this time, you know, calls for the players to come out as well. Uh, I think it was in protest of... Uh, it possibly, they felt it was the goal was supposed to be chalked off for offside, so they were, weren't happy about that decision, uh, and they called the players out. We saw the players on the sidelines for nothing less than 11 minutes. Uh, after a little bit of talking, a lot of people got involved. The the LMC match commissioner was there. 
I think the refs, uh, assessor was there, the match officials also, you know, having a chat with the Abia Warriors bench. And eventually, Imama asked the boys to go back and they went and then they fulfilled the remainder of what was left of the 19 minutes. And uh, those were the key moments. Uh, for for a lot of reasons, it wasn't right. But uh, I mean, if you if you take a look at it from the perspective, you, you can understand. Temper as a player in this time not not like i am saying it was the right decision to take it was completely wrong and condemnable especially for a coach of his status i mean he's been a national team coach he's had the exposure he's won this league before so he should know uh, to behave better well uh, yeah you should do that but then you know emotion sometimes it's uncontrollable especially when you have a lot at stake yeah we is actually fighting relegation right now and that loss meant a lot to them uh, means a lot to them right now in the relegation battle. But then let's come back to the situation that got us to that point. Um, I saw the video I highlighted of the penalty. In my own opinion, there was encroachment in the box. And the rule says when there are encroachments in the box before a penalty was taken, definitely has to be retaken, whether it's saved or not by the goalkeeper. Yeah, it might be unfair on the goalkeeper, on the opponent, if the um, penalty was saved. But that is the rules. I, I, like I said, I saw the video. About three reverse players were encroaching, and about two or three other Abia Warriors players were also encroaching. So definitely, the penalty had to be retaken. I've not seen the video of the goal to decide if it could be a slight offside or not. But then I'm very sure of the penalty. There was encroachment, and that was why um, the penalty was retaken. In my own opinion, I'm not a referee. I'm not like citing the referee. But then that's what I feel happened. That's why the penalty was retaken. But then. Rivers are grinding out this result. It was a big scare for them yesterday when Abia Warriors scored um, that early goal um, in the game. What, what, what did you feel when uh, um, Rivers Shredder considered their first goal in 4.15 minutes um, at home this season? Oh, yeah. Um, when the goal first came in, you know, I was a little bit relaxed. I was, I was surprised initially, you know, at the timing of the goal. But I expected Abia Warriors to come and make life difficult for Rivers United. They've done mm. that in the past two seasons, especially with Imama Mapakobo there. He's, he's a Port Harcourt man. He knows Rivers United. and it, It's always, I don't know if it's um, a thing of, uh, you know, ego. You know, whenever you play against a local team, you want to prove your mettle. Uh, but Abia Warriors always find a way to make things difficult for Rivers United. So I wasn't surprised that they scored, but I was surprised that they scored so early in the game. But then I wasn't quite disturbed, you know, I, I expected Rivers United to find their way back in it. I, I think when when many Rivers United supporters started getting worried was when it was halftime and they were still 1-0 down. It had never happened all through the season. Rivers United playing at home, 1-0 down at halftime, it had never happened. So uh, there was a little bit of panic. You could, you could feel it from uh, the stands, from the handful of supporters that were there. They were anxious. And, you know, we, the team kept getting chance after chance and kept squandering those chances. Mm. And then for some people, it was like, <laughs> was this, was this, is this real? Is this finally going to happen? But then when, when the goal came in, when Nelson Nelson came in and then bought that penalty and then they scored the first goal, I think the nerves calmed down a bit. And then um, the second goal was a really fine goal, um, barring that, uh, barring the argument of whether or not oh, it was side, offside. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So I, I think yeah, there was a little bit of tension, but only after half time. All right. Um, uh, I think they're grinding out the results and making sure that they remain comfortable at the top of the MPFL table for this season. And it's going to be nice to see them actually do this, win the MPFL title uh, after a very long while. Let me come to Jesse. Jesse. Um, we'll not talk about your team, Nasarai United, yet uh, because you guys are not really in contention for anything at the moment. Just stay in that middle table where you people are. 
Uh, but then, uh, let's talk about the game that you were at um, over the weekend. Lobby Stars was at Heartland. It was a relegation battle, and a lot of things happened in that game. First of all, you saw that game, yeah? The two penalty calls that we yeah. had for Lobby Stars, what, was your, what is your opinion about the penalties? No penalties. Um, you have to take it from me. I was quite surprised that uh, Balamarua, the coach, uh, the referee on the day from Sokoto, had to award those two penalties. The first instance came, I think, in the third minutes of the game, where uh, Olamiliko Adams actually got apprehended mm. by Okon Samuel. Well, well um, I think um, I chose to use the word apprehended because the referee actually thought that was what happened. But I see more of a simulation in that uh, uh, situation and uh, quite uh, unfortunate that uh, the penalty was awarded and um, despite the fact that uh, Atland under the guidance of Erasmus Onu tried not to protest you know that decision they actually came the players actually went to the referee to register their displeasure over what they perceived to be outside uh, uh, the foul that occurred outside the uh, penalty uh, yard but still uh, a penalty was awarded Chino Sokonko, you know, stepped up and actually lost uh, that one. And I think uh, the second one came around the 48th minute yeah. where Chino Sokonko uh, happens to be the man thick of the action. He was one-on-one -on -one with Jimo Badamosi, uh, a man who actually defended, who tried to, you know, defend um, uh, David Taikas's uh, shot. And quite uh, very funny how that situation turned out to be a foul on Chino Sokonko who won that penalty. Uh, the, the crazy, crazy situation in Makodi. Uh, we just had to see, but I know that there's still a lot of talking points from that match. But for me, uh, both uh, penalty calls were never a penalty. All right. Uh, apart from that, we also had this scenario where we had about 30 minutes played after 90 minutes was actually uh, completed. What was original additional time added on by the referee? And how many minutes was actually played before before we heard the final whistle? Okay, now um, as uh, someone who was uh, uh, a delegate in the game, I'll tell you uh, that uh, an observer of the game, really, uh, based on my time, I think um, uh, when the four, uh, second penalty was awarded, um, Erasmus Ono actually ordered his players to, uh, to come up the pitch. Mm. And that took about seven minutes. If you follow the game very well, then you realize that the update for the penalty popped up around 48 minutes, but it was played. Uh, it was played in the 55th minute, making it seven minutes. Now, um, pre-op before then, the first penalty saw an incident. Uh, uh, which saw uh, Chijoke Ejiogu, the goalkeeper for Atlanta, yeah. uh, got injured and he stayed on the top for about six to seven minutes. And um, within that period, he was being treated on the pitch. And later on, you know, he was substituted as uh, Paul Godwin, former Yimba goalkeeper, came in to replace him. I think if you look at these two incidences, if you sum up the time together, we'll be having around 14, 14 15, 15 minutes. Yeah. Yes, wasted. Now, that um, I did not bring in the issue of um, Paul, you know, wasting about three minutes on the ground, you know, trying to, you know, faint. Buy injury. time. Let me use yeah. the word faint injury. Yes, they were trying to buy time. And series of occasions where uh, Atlanta players 
in particularly Jim Badamosi and of course Uweyawu uh, Chibuike, uh, you know, uh, laying on the pitch, you know, trying to buy time. Yes, I think um, that actually cumulated into uh, the time that we saw on almost all the app sc uh, scores. Now, let's go back to the time added, yeah? Uh, when my time uh, got to 90 minutes, uh, it seems that the referee's time wasn't even up to 90 minutes as they played 20 extra minutes. Yes, take it from me. They played 20 on top of the normal 90 from my own side uh, before the referee now signaled for seven additional minutes. minutes. Yes, okay. Lobby created a whole lot of chances, but later they got lucky and scored on the 27th uh, added minute. Yes, uh, that's uh, 90 plus 27 minutes. That was when uh, they, they got the second goal, uh, the winning goal. Um, um, uh, after then, uh, the referee, you know, waited for uh, another three minutes before he sounded the final. Yes, it was uh, a 30-minute extra time, uh, or should I say overtime that was played. Well, that's uh, uh, your first-hand account of what happened in Makodi. So it, it, it's said to say that uh, while we had that 14 minutes stoppage because of the goalkeeper and the protest uh, from um, Atlant, probably the ref had stopped his own watch as at that time. And that's why we had an yes. ex, 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 exactly, yeah? Yes, 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 yes. On multiple occasions, uh, Marwa Bala actually raised up his hand each time any player goes down. Plus, Lobisa's players, uh, including Lobisa players too. Uh, I forgot to add that uh, on two occasions, uh, John Lazarus uh, had to leave the pitch. And uh, I think uh, he, the least he spent on the pitch was about uh, two minutes because he had problems with, with his tie. So uh, on all occasions, he actually signaled to everybody at the stadium that he was going to stop his time. That's what actually transpired. Uh, at the Apaku Stadium in Makodi. So it is safe to say that the original additional time in that game was actually five minutes. Seven. Seven minutes, rather. Seven minutes. Y yes. And mind you, in the first half, eight minutes were added. And in the second half, uh, seven minutes were also What happened uh, in the first time when we had eight minutes? The first penalty issue, yeah? Yeah. yeah uh, no, 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 no. The Chijoke, uh, Chijoke, uh, uh, situation. Okay, the Actually, injury. Oh, okay, okay. They are the injury, yes. All right, all right. Thank you, Jesse, for uh, giving us um, a life action of what happened in Makodi because we've seen so many um, so many MPF followers and non-followers always trying to make make use of disasters like this. I actually use the word disaster, but it's actually a disaster. It doesn't happen every time in football. Uh, so you actually bad mouth at the MPF. But thank you for bringing this to our notice. Now, let's, let's, go, let's go back to and the relegation battle. I'll still stick with you, JC. Um, MFM, bad loss for them on the day at Casina United. Two goals to one they lost. And that result might prove very, 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 very important in their relegation battle this season. They've lost that three points and they might get relegated for this three point they lost. You are actually right. The signs are not good for MFM. You know, uh, their last game at home to uh, Lobisas, I saw them share the spoils. The game actually ended uh, goalless. Um, and, you know, traveling to Casino uh, at Muhammadu Diko Stadium, mm. uh, you, we both know that they will have to pull something out of the ordinary to get a decent result. And safe to say it was a good game for Casino United because you know that they are also battling to uh, stay afloat in the league. That's not Shadi got the first goal in the sixth minute before I, uh, 
and former player uh, Daudu Amadaki got the winning goal in the 18, 89th minute. Mika Ojodomo actually um, got uh, that goal for uh, MFM before Daudu Amadaki uh, scored the winning goal in the 89th minute. Now, it's going to be mm. a little bit dicey to say uh, MFM will stay afloat because if you look at the table, they sit at the basement of the MPFL and uh, no team is willing. With what we saw in, uh, in Makodi yesterday, then you agree with me that no team is willing to drop any point at all. It's going to be very, very difficult for MFM, Dakada, Heartland right now to actually survive relegation. I still stand five, five yes. more matches yes. to the end of the yes. MPFL. Funny enough, I think Kanu Pilas also uh, might uh, struggle to come out of uh, this uh, their present predicament because uh, they actually got a draw against Wiki Tourist. Yeah, and let me come back to Merit. Uh, Merit, um, over to you now. L looking at the chances of MFM now, do you think they can survive? MFM, Heartland, Dakada. Do you think any of these three or these three clubs can still survive relegation? Uh, last last time I was on the podcast, I said MFM were definitely going to get relegated. Yeah. I stick with that, and I also said that Kada were going to get relegated, and I stick with that as well. I know that Kada have a game in hand uh, that they've not played, so maybe you you could do calculations and say yeah they can have a little bit of hope. But from what what I've seen, what I've seen that Kada FC play this season. I don't think they would make it. Uh, MFMFC, the less said of their form this season and, and the kind of football they've played, uh, the better. Uh, so I, I still I still stick to my guns. Um, MFMFC and Dakada, come the end of the season, they should uh, be demoted to the NNL. NNL. But for Heartland, Heartland, yeah, Heartland FC, um, I think they too will get relegated. Uh, I, I don't want them to be relegated because they're such a historic team and they're really close to, to Port Harcourt where I reside. So we have a lot of the fans here who call on our programs and you know they talk about the team, the Heartland FC team. But taking a look at the fixtures that they've got, uh, it will be really difficult for them to, to stay afloat. So those three teams... I think we'll get relegated. I, I think I think the four teams in that relegation zone right now, that's Niger Tornadoes, Dakada FC, Heartland and MFM FC. Uh, I think they would be the eventual four to, to be demoted to the NL. Well, let's wait and see. Five more matches to the end of the season. Um, anything anything can happen, like we always say in football. Um, Jesse, um, there's, there's a club very Can close. Can I say something on this? All right, Jesse, please go ahead. Yeah, talking about uh, the four uh, teams that um, you said uh, will get relegated, I think I have a strong opinion against that. Uh, looking at uh, Niger Tornadoes, they have a 45-minute uh, game to play against uh, Lobisas in yeah. Lori tomorrow. Yes, uh, I think on Wednesday, um, it's going to be a very difficult one for Lobi, uh, as I, I believe. Niger, you know what it takes now? Uh, Ninja Tornadoes will pour everything in that game to get the maximum point. And with that, they will come out of the uh, relegation zone. That's going to be an another another shape to the table entirely at the end of that 45 minutes. But uh, let me come to you, Jesse. Yes, definitely. Um, Plachi United, yes. a club very close to you in, in Nasarawa. Um, at, at the beginning of the season, they were high-flying, getting results away from home, beating the likes of Rangers, MFM, away from home. And of course, they still remain unbeaten at home this season. Um, of the MPFL, but in the second half of this season, they suddenly just um, couldn't meet up with their performance, especially away from home, in the second half of the season. What do you think went wrong? Because these performances, I've seen them lose the title challenge with Rivers United. 
Well, well, when we talk about Plateau United, you agree with me that, um, or rather I would say I, I disagree a little with you because I wouldn't say uh, they dropped in form. The, the only thing now is uh, River United, River United actually upped, uh, you know, they are again picking mm. points in places that on the normal day they don't, uh, they wouldn't have picked. So I think it is more we should give kudos to uh, Rivers United, not forgetting that Plateau United uh, is still, I think, about five points. Uh, let me be sure now, above the next team that is actually behind them on the table. You can't hide that. That's consistency for me, uh, coupled with the fact that they actually struggled some seasons back to uh, produce this kind of performances. Um, uh, Fidel Isilechuk has actually changed the mentality of the team. Now, looking at the table, Plateau United is on 60, while Rangers, who is stored on the table, are on 50. To one. Mm -hmm. Let's say it's safe for them to say they've secured their place uh, in the CAF Champions League. I think it's a very decent one for them uh, looking at that team. Now, I will tell you one uh, uh, that many people might not know about Plateau United. This is the third month now that the players are being owned by the owners of the club. So, playing uh, and being and maintain their present uh, position on the lock. Uh, with this kind of situation, I think it's a, it's, it's a good one for, for, for the team. You can see them, uh, the game against uh, uh, shooting stars in Ibadan. He had to take shooting, a dime minute penalty, you know, to get the maximum point. And that was the second penalty they got to play on the day against Plat. I wouldn't say they, they, they lost the steam, you know, to chase uh, uh, Rivers. Rivers just had uh, that, uh, uh, the girls got results and they were extraordinary. Uh, in the league this season. Take it to the bank. I think Rivers United have wrapped up the league and Plateau United have actually captured the second slot. The battle for the third position is what uh, we are sitting and watching in the league. And that, that's where Cherry I am coming to right now, the third position, where we have Rangers Ayumba miraculously getting to that spot, um, to that title, to that race for continental slot. Um, Remo Stars are still there. We have games of Aqua United, Sunshine Stars, and Quara United um, still running for that top three position. Now, let me ask you, Jesse, at the end of the season, who do you think will claim the third position of the league? Well, without mind saying of uh, any word, I think Ayimba will take the third position. I'm, I'm not taking anything away from Rangers. I'm not taking anything from Remo uh, and, of course, Quara United. You can see the form of uh, Ayimba of late. They've been in a blistering form, yeah. uh, scoring goals at ease. You know, something they actually struggle with in the beginning of the season. They are gradually grinding out result. Three goals against Aquara uh, United, they've been scoring and they've been consistent with it. And uh, with their little experience, you know, of all the teams uh, vying for the last uh, uh, continental slot on the table, you agree with me that with the experience of Ayimba, definitely, I think uh, they have what it takes, you know, to actually seal the third position ahead of any other opposition. Mary, let me come to you. Um, the last time you were here, we spoke about this race for top three position. Um, and you made mention that it's going to be a very tight one, one that might end um, to, the, um, to the last day of the season. As it stands right now, yes, we might get to the end of the season before we know we will get that slot. But what do you think will get it at the end of the season? Okay, um, that top three, yeah, like you said, I pointed out that it was going to be a rat race till the end of the season. And I, I cannot confidently say, you know, I, I'm, I'm tempted to align with the thoughts of JC because of the experience, like he said, Ayimba have, and they're so good. It's it's almost like every season they're not going to wait to win the league. They wait for this moment, you know, 
trail the other teams, maybe sit around seven, eight, six position, and then when it matters most, you know, climb all the way to the top and then you know clinch a punch a continental ticket. But um, Abdul Maikaba is doing really good work with uh, the Rangers team. Uh, Remo Stars, I think they will not make it. But so, so for me, it's basically between Rangers and and uh, Enyimba. Uh, these three new loss. Uh, of Kora United to aim, but I think it kind of pushed, uh, pushes them uh, at, to a disadvantage in terms of that race for the final spot, that the number three spot. So I think it's going to be Enyimba or uh, Enugu Rangers. I cannot give it to Enyimba. I, I, I feel like it's like 60% or like, um, yeah, something there about 60% Enyimba because of the history. But I, I, I think Enugu Rangers will make make it a little bit more difficult than a lot of people think. All right, let, let, all right. Let's let, let, let's let's wait and let's wait and see um, how that turns out at the end of the season. Who finally gets to represent Nigeria in the CAF Continental um, CAF Competition Cup? I beg your pardon, CAF Competition Cup uh, when the season ends. Let me come to you, Jesse. And um, before I will wrap it up on this episode of the MPFL Torio podcast. Who is your player of the season in the MPFL for this season? Wow, wow, wow. I think I've um, actually uh, talked about this time and time without number. And believe me, you, uh, it's someone that no many, many people will not uh, will not believe um, to be, but uh, he has done very well for himself. And uh, yeah, he's no other than uh, Chijoke Akuneto of Rivers United. He has been very consistent. Many people had actually put all their attentions on uh, Ishaka, Rafi, yeah. uh, and uh, thinking that he's a poster boy of uh, Rivers United. Uh, but I, I, I told those who care to listen that I've known Akuneto right from his days in MFM, and he has been very, very consistent. Right from MFM to Atland of Oweri, now at Rivers uh, United. 16 goals in MPFL so far as, a, as an attacking uh, player. I think uh, he solely deserves to be my own uh, player of the season so far. All right. Um, this is where we'll draw the curtains on the MPFL to your podcast. Um, Jesse, giving us his player of the season to be Akuneto Chijoke. Um, the current, as I speak right now on this episode, the current highest goal scorer of the MPFL for this season with 16 goals. And if you want more of those stats, you can follow us on our social media and um, Twitter. It's at MPFL to Instagram. MPFL underscore Tori and TikTok MPFL Tori podcast. My name is Chris. Many thanks to my guest for today, Merits, all the way from Port Harcourt, and JC, all the way from Lafia. And thank you so much, guys, for joining me on this episode of the podcast. And to all of our listeners, thank you so much for taking time to listen to the MPFL Tori podcast. Till the next episode, stay safe and God bless you. Mm-hmm.